All right, here we go. Another Bradfoe show capping off a great week. We want to thank our friends at McFarland Energy once again for making this all possible. We really appreciate it. Great week. Absolutely great week. Big Maple. James Paxson kicked things off. Then you have Bobby Dahlbeck, a great conversation. Coop and I chopping it up in the dugout with Dahlbeck. And then we're capping things off with a little bit of a double dip here. All right, we have Alex Benellis, Boots in the Ground Benellis, the best minor league correspondent in the business. You know why? Because he actually plays in the minor leagues. And the stuff that he says about the rule changes is stuff that I have not heard anywhere. It's the best insight that you could possibly hope for. You're going to want to listen to Alex. He's always a great member of the Bradfoe Show family. And then we get a little bit of a conversation with Tyler Danish. Now, you know him as the guy who came up just the other day, a reliever, probably never had heard of him, but then you saw him pitch and like, wait a second, what's going on with this guy? He seems pretty good. Well, he has a great backstory and he talks all about all the trials and tribulations and independent league guy that allowed him to get to this point. It's really, really inspirational stuff. And at the Bradvoe show, we're all about inspiration. But first we're gonna kick it off. Boots on the ground, Benellis. He's down in Greenville. Here he is. All right. As we've said before, um, thanks to the good friend, our good friends at McFarland Energy, who are powering us through yet another podcast, award-winning podcast. Catch us on Spotify right now, right? Coop, is that right? Happy to be on there. I saw that little surprise this morning. Who knew? Who knew? Just grow the following. Yeah. So um, as we've said before, you know, we leave nothing to chance. Instead of relying on reporters, we, we use the reporters as a compliment, but boots in the ground, Alex Benellis is our minor league correspondent until he gets to the major leagues. Uh, correct? Yes. That's right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> right. You lit up when you heard that. <laughs> we, we pay him in t-shirts and smiles. So, right. uh, Alex, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Enjoying, enjoying the short season that we've had so far. And, uh, just going from there. Do you live with Do you live with anybody? Do you live with uh, like other other teammates? Yeah, so I, we got two bedroom apartments. So I'm with uh, Tyler McDonough. Oh, so is that actually is that part of the new like initiative with like the MLB teams to house players? Yeah, yeah. So they're the first year that they're paying for our housing, so we didn't have to do anything. We just showed up and we got pretty much brand new apartments. It's super super nice. nice setup, oh, you so. you got to do like an MTV Cribs type thing. I know, I know. Yeah, it's 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 nice. It's you got a living room, kitchen, you know, washer, brand new washer dryer, uh, our own bedroom and bathroom. So pretty pretty sweet setup. So when it comes, I want to get back to your roommate because he appeared on this great podcast at one point, and he had said um, when we brought up the race, which is the the Bradford Show Olympics, which Alex, I don't know if you know this, is growing leaps and bounds. We have D- Bobby Dahlback challenging Raphael Devers now. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, but when I brought up, he had said, I believe that the, it was a talk of whatever, you know, you and uh, versus Mar- Marcelo Meyer. Yeah. And I asked Tyler, who did he want to race? Uh, and along with saying that he could easily handily beat you in a race, he says, <laughs> talk to him about that. Uh, he challenged the catcher, which I felt like was almost like cheating. Yeah, that's that's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. No. Well, let's go. Get, get, get your roommate on board. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, hey, right. catchers, I'll, I'll, catchers can be sneaky fast sometimes. They can be. They can be. But 
McDonough's a, a center fielder. That, that's, <laughs> that, that's just not fair. Uh, I'll have a talk with him. When okay. he wakes up, I'll have a talk with him. Okay, that, which is another bizarre thing. You guys sleep like later than any human beings I know. It's crazy. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, we, we play every game at, at like 7 o'clock at night. We don't get done. By the time we shower, get out of there, probably like 11 o'clock by the time, you know, we're in our car driving back. And then we're still so wired from the game. People are, you know, drinking their energy drinks before the game. So, like, all this caffeine in us. We just can't fall asleep. So, you know, a lot of guys say they're just staring at the ceiling till like 2 a.m. because they can't close their eyes. That's not good. That's not good. I no. have, I have, uh, I have three syllables for you. Melatonin. That's yeah, I, know. I don't know. Let's go. Uh, so, so Alex, once again, it's always good to see your smiling face. Always good to hear your voice. Um, and uh, you're, you're doing quite well. I will say this. Now, I proclaim that you were the best hitter of all time. Uh, and then you had a couple offers, which I apologize in advance for. <laughs> Jinxed me. I, I apologize. Listen, I, we, can we just get this out of the way right now? Um, because if we're going to do this, I am not a jinx. We are not a jinx. It, it is okay. It's going to be ups and downs of a baseball season. It is, oh, it's, in the words of Robin Williams and Goodwill Hunting, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Are you okay. saying that to yourself, or are you are you to reassure yourself that you're not a jinx? Or are you saying that to Alex? A little bit of both. A little <laughs> bit right. of both. But I mean, top three in OPS—that's that's, that's something to hang your hat on. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's been a, it's been a fun start. Uh, get get my feet wet with with high new new coaching staff, new team. Um, finally, everyone getting together and playing in a stadium. You know, those backfields can get can get pretty boring. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> uh, so, some, sometimes it, it, can, it can be tough, uh, you know, waking up at 6 a.m., going through all those workouts in the spring, you know, getting our body right in the weight room, a lot of, you know, extra conditioning. So then by the time the season comes, you know, we're ready. So this, those spring training games can get a little tough because our bodies are so tired from the morning's work and it's on the backfield, no fans. But but you dominated yeah, those. Like every time I looked, you were hitting a home run in one of those games. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about? That was like, that was like a sweet spot. <laughs> the, the eight in the morning games yeah yeah but no it, it, it's it's been fun so far playing greenville's got a a good uh, attendance with, with their crowd so it's it's been pretty it's been pretty fun so uh what have you so this is the the coop geeky question of the week of the week okay what have you learned since you arrived in greenville and so you obviously <coughs> went through spring training yeah but Listen, I mean, this is this is about learning. This is about evolving, and it's only been a couple of weeks. But I would imagine that that you've learned something, right? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's always trying to learn the other team's pitching staff because uh, you know we're playing the same team six six days in a row. So you're going to face the same pitching coach, say, and the 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 guys in the bullpen are watching every at bat. The you know the next five starters throughout the series are in the dugout watching at bats and they're, you know, they're, they're watching. All right. Did I strike out on a changeup? Well, you know, they're going to keep throwing that changeup until I can show that I can handle it there. Did I strike out on a slider? Did I roll over on a slider? You know, I'm just going to keep seeing that pitch until I can prove to them that I can, you know, handle it. So it, it's trying to learn different pitching staffs, what they like to do, um, what their philosophy is and what they're trying to do to get me out because it's going to be pretty similar throughout the next, you know, five, six games that I play them. 
So for me, it's just learning what they're trying to do to get me out that week. How much better are you a year ago? You're wearing an entirely different uniform. Um, how much better are you now than you were a year ago, which is, uh, you know, you were a Cardinal, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah Louisville Cardinal. Not last St. Louis. Card yes. Louisville Cardinal. You were a collegiate uh, baseball player. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'd say a lot better. Um, just, you know, I think I talked about in the last podcast was, you know, my off season work was, you know, I'm not focusing on just one thing. It's, it's a bunch of things. Uh, you know, it's, it's defense work. It's speed work. You know, I got two stone bases already. I'm proud of that. Let's back this up. We got a five Marcelo. How many does got. he have? <laughs> yeah. How many does he have? So, so, you know, it's just the little stolen base aspect that, you know, I want people to, you know, look at my statue at the end of the year and say, you know, holy crap, you had this many stolen bases. You know, I didn't even realize that. And it's just adding these little things, you know, throughout, throughout the off season, throughout the years that I continue to play baseball. I think that's just going to, you know, try to help me make that next step to, you know, double A, triple A Boston. And so I'd say, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, my talent is a lot better based off of what I do in the off season and my preparation work, you know, pretty much every day. How many, how many stolen bases did you have in college last year? I mean, I can look this up thanks to the internet. But Not many. I'd say maybe three or four, maybe Ooh. five. They're okay. already outpacing. Do you have the green light? Yeah. Yeah. So we all have the green light here in, in Greenville. So we can, we can do whatever we want on the base path as long as it's, you know, nothing outrageous. Yeah. Now, is, is that just like a developmental type thing that they, they I, want? I or? believe so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so going, speaking of developmental, like going back to, you know, you talking about looking at pitchers and what pitchers are doing like in game as well. How is the replay system? Cause that was like a whole, that was a whole thing in the MLB, just trying to figure that out and like how to use it properly. Is it being, like brought to younger guys, like down in the minors, like real low minors, like where you are right now to try and train you up by the time that you get up to the big leagues. So like when you say replay system, are you talking about like just watching video after or like in the game? Yeah. Like so like watching video after like you're at bats and being able to, you know, see what you're doing in game. Yeah. So that that's huge. We got an app. It's called pitch base. And, you know, by noon the next day, our video from the night before is on it. So we get to watch that video by ourselves, you know, laying in bed the next day, whatever, in the, in the locker room, sitting in our locker. Uh, you, get, you get to watch all that stuff. That, you know, there's like eight different angles that we get. And so we can see every movement we make. And then our hitting coach, you know, he, he always talks about how his door is always open. We can go to him and he, he'll break it down with us. Because, you know, some guys don't like to, you know, think that much about their swing if they don't have to. So he's not forcing guys to, you know, come talk to him. But he's mm -hmm. like, you know, if you ever want to come and open door and policy, talk, who's, who's your, talk. who's your so, hitting coach? Uh, Spearsy. We call him Spearsy. Oh um, yes. Nate Spears. Yeah. yeah Spears. Yeah. yeah and, there uh, you go. so yeah, he's a great guy and he, he, he works with us well. And, you know, actually yesterday we, we just watched some video and, uh, cause I was feeling some things at the plate and wanted to see if the video, you know, showed it. So, uh, you know, we, we sat down, we, we talked about it and, I mean, was, I was wrong. You know, I wasn't, I was feeling something with my hands and I watched the video. I'm like, I'm not doing, it. I'm just overthinking right now. So, uh, yeah, it, it's video has been a big part of, I'd say development, especially in the, the lower levels.
All right. So before we get to your, your pick to click on, on your team, um, who is doing what very well, I want to ask you about something that's made the rounds this past week about minor league baseball, which is time of game, pitch yeah. clock. And this is uh, the, the, the time of the pitch clock is, you know, for people in the major leagues, they're like, holy mackerel, that's quick. You know, I yeah. think it's 14, uh, 14 seconds without anybody on. What is it, like 18 seconds with somebody on, something like that? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, so what's your take on this? Because we're not there. Like, we see the time of game, and everyone's yelling and screaming about, oh, my goodness, you know, it's a half hour shorter. What's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, games are definitely a lot shorter. Um, you know, we started at 7.05 last night. And we were done by, I think it was 9.15. So a little over two-hour wow. game. And <laughs> that's that's unheard of at Fenway. It is crazy. And so I, I'd say I kind of like it, but sometimes it definitely can get annoying. Um, you know, I'm walking up to the plate doing my routine. And, you know, baseball players, everyone's got the routine when they walk into the, you know, the, the cage, the weight room. And then the batter's box, obviously, they, you know, whatever they want to do, clean up the dirt, you know, batting gloves, whatever. So I'm doing my routine and, you know, I'm stepping in and the umpire's like, he's ready. He's ready. He's, he's, you got two seconds. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, I never heard that before. You know, the next at bat I go, he's like, all right, you got three seconds. He's telling me how much, how many seconds I got. Cause uh, we've had, I think two guys get a strike called on them. Cause if wow. you're not, cause with the 14 seconds, so right when the pitcher gets the ball and like steps on the mound, the 14 seconds starts counting down. And as a batter, you have until the clock hits nine seconds to be in the box, like looking at the pitcher. So if you're not looking at the pitcher by that nine second mark, the umpire will call time and give you a strike. Oh, so, so it's wow. not even, so it, it, before you go on, by the way, this is why you're the best. This is why it's important to have you there because there is no writer who is going to basically be able to have this experience. <coughs> and, yeah. and so, um, we focus so much on the pitcher, right? So throughout the years, when we talked about pitch clock being the major leagues, it was like the pitchers don't want it. They don't want to be rushed and everything else. But what you're describing is like, it sounds like it's, it's more uncomfortable for the hitters than anything. It is. It is uncomfortable for the hitter. Um, I've seen more strikes called than, than balls called. I think we've, I've seen four strikes called and one ball called. Wow, that's interesting that because, I mean, over the past series, uh, I mean, there were two two called for the Red Sox, right? The Red Sox had gotten a ball called on the Jays. I yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't see. They don't have a pitch clock. In, but, I mean, as far as there, there was a walk awarded uh, in the Jays series, I believe, where it had something to do with, like, the pitcher just, like, either taking his time or doing something on the mound where it was, like, a delayed. I don't know. But this is, you know – this is the whole thing is the jumping off point for MLB. So like the, the MILB minor league baseball, I mean, it's, it's shocking for me to hear that this is impacting the hitters more than the pitchers. Yeah. So far it is. It's crazy. So, so when you say, you say nine seconds, right? So they say, so nine seconds, you have to be in the box looking at the pitcher and if you're not in nine seconds that's when they'll call so that's when they'll call a strike on you right then they won't even warn you no no warnings so you have you have five seconds 
So their, their pinch clock is 14. Your hitting clock is five. Pretty is that much. Right? Yeah. 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 Wow. So like, so like if you, if you like follow ball off, it goes in the stands and you want to, you know, regroup yourself, take a swing. You got to do that immediately because I mean, you'll get a few seconds when the umpire gets a ball out, you know, gives it to the catcher, catcher throws it back. And by the time the pitcher steps on the mound, you got five seconds to, to get ready pretty much. Do you feel as a hitter, you know, is this, obviously it, you feel rushed, but do you really feel rushed? I mean, because I remember there's an actual rule in MLB major league baseball that they don't really, haven't really been enforcing at all in the last couple of years, which is you're supposed to keep one foot in the batter's box. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a minor league rule or not, or if they yeah. just, yeah. So they're really uh, focusing on that. You got to keep, you know, one foot in the box unless you're taking a swing. Right. So you can right. take out, you can step out and take a swing, but then you got to get right back in. So, so there was a, a few years ago, you know, David Ortiz flipped out about this, right? He flipped out. He's like, oh, you know, I can't believe they're doing this. And then flash forward the end of the year, this was his last year. He's like, actually, like, I was sort of glad they did it because it made me think about my next pitch instead of my last one. But still, it's the same thing. The hitter, much like the pitchers, the hitters don't want to be sort of like, I'm on my schedule, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you, mm -hmm. I would imagine you have to even change your routine because a year ago when you're playing for Louisville, it's like I, they didn't have these rules, right? There was no, no, nothing. There's no pitch clock in call and call nothing. So no. you're you're milling around, you know, and and looking around and getting the sign, collecting your thoughts, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. That's I mean, not just that, but a lot of a lot of the times that you can also, I mean when I was playing like little high school, like bomb, like you would use it as a tool to sometimes right. like ice a pitcher. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we were talking about. Like yesterday, the starting pitcher was getting in a, in a good groove against us and he's getting right back on the mound, getting a sign and boom, getting on the mound, getting a sign, boom. And we're like, dude, we got to, you know, slow him down. Slow the bit. game down. But if we do, we're getting a strike call. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my arm. And then yeah. also, I mean, like yeah. last night, I don't, I don't know if either of you guys saw this, but Jazz Chisholm last night, he had, uh, he was getting told to like get back in the box and everything by the ump. And Molina started like telling his pitcher to quick pitch him. And uh, yeah, he ended up like blasting right. a home run. Yeah. Have you had, have you or any of your teammates had that moment yet where like you're getting told to get in the box, get in the box, and then like you just kind of like pimp one? Uh, not yet, but I'm sure it will come because a lot yeah. of guys are getting uh, pretty annoyed at the plates. I mean, when I, I, uh, I was like up second in a hitting and the leadoff guy like grounded out on the first pitch. So I'm like, all right, I got to get a few more swings in, stretch a little more. And I'm walking up to the plate and I think it's like 30 seconds between, uh, once the outs made and then the clock starts going down from 30 and the same thing applies. I got to be ready by nine seconds. And I'm walking up to the plate and it's like 13 seconds left on the clock. And I'm like, Oh gosh. So I didn't even do my routine. You know, normally I like clean off the box, dress my batting gloves, I'm walking up and I see 14 seconds. I just jumped right into the, into the box all rushed. And it's like, and then I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm out of sync right now. I'm just going to take the first pitch, no matter what, you know, strike. And I'm down all one. So it, it, it's stuff like that. And it's, it's, going, it's happened to a lot of, a lot of hitters. But um, I, I think it's good. I mean, like I said, we had a two-hour game yesterday. A lot of games are two hours, 15 minutes, two and a half hours. And I mean, I remember, you know, days at Louisville or even last year um, playing in Loway 
there was some like four hour games. Oh almost. yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you if you watch any Red Sox Yankees yeah, game, yeah. they're typically yeah, going like three and a half, four hours. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I think it's been good so far. So you know, and I and, and Alex, I always said this about you know this when this came up. I said um, it's not necessarily time of game, although now I actually do believe it's time of game because I didn't think this much time could be taken <laughs> off these games. Yeah, but it's it's the urgency, the pace, right? Like we yeah. want a better pace. We want urgency. This is why the runner, uh, the runner at second in extra innings, the seven inning games, you know, like those sort of things. I, and honestly, like I don't know if they expected this to happen. Now it seems like there's a lot of adjustments to do because I can tell you, Alex, like if that stuff was going on in major leagues, we would be hearing like, oh, oh my, yeah. oh my mm-hmm. goodness. I mean, it's like. These guys who have gone their whole lives of, of like, you know, doing their thing. And now yeah. they're like, hey, you know, you have five seconds to go stare down the pitcher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anarchy. Yeah. anarchy. You just get anarchy out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely a little bit some tweaking that needs to go on. But so far, it's they've got the right concept down. Of, is there, is there anything else? Is there anything else that they're doing, like tweaking things? Like, so right now we got no shift. Um, how's that going? So I think it's going pretty good. There's a lot. There's been a lot more hits in the games. I think uh, a lot more hard ground balls get through. Um, so you're, you're you know you're rewarding a hitter for you know hitting the ball hard. Um, I, I don't see many rollovers and sneaking through. Like a lot of guys, a lot of pitchers are worried about like you know if I get a big lefty to roll over, you know some of them might sneak through. And it's like. No, you still got to, you know, barrel up, put a good swing on a ball, and some, some might sneak through the, the, that side of the infield. But um, I feel like that's going pretty well. Um, we got the bigger bases right now. Um, I haven't seen that big of a difference yet with those, but th- they look kind of funny. They look like <laughs> a big pizza box. Like, they you order an extra large pizza and put the box out there, that's what it looks like. Um, I think that's the way they were going for well, I was going to ask because you you increased your uh, your building on those steals, like you said. So I was wondering if that yeah. had any contribution to it. <laughs> no, no, that's just my speed. Yeah, you just are you just beating it by like <laughs> yeah, a mile? Yeah, it's not no. even close. Listen, yeah, just can, can we give the yeah. guy some credit and not credit like the pizza box basis? Come on, let's go. I'm trying to be a realist here. This is Big J Journo stuff. <laughs> it, it definitely gives me more confidence when I'm standing on first base. I remember I got a, a couple extra inches. I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm halfway to second base. It's hey, it's yeah. always good to have a couple inch, extra inches. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There, there you go. Thanks, Coop. Save that one. Uh, all right. So uh, that's good stuff, man. I appreciate the insight. Um, by the way, you see your your, uh, your trade partner got into a brawl last night? I did. What's I happening? Did. What, he seemed like a mild-mannered guy. Oh, like, my I, gosh. Yeah. he. This is David I mean, Hamilton of the Portland Sea Dogs, by the way. Yeah. I mean, both, both of the guys. So the, the guy that got hit by the pitch, Tyreek Reed, you know, he, he was one of the nicest guys that I, that I talked to in spring training, but you know, I, he's, you know, a big country boy from Mississippi and, you know, you don't want to mess with him because if he gets mad, that nice side of him will, will you know, yeah, we saw that. And oh, he's like, huge. And he's huge. You don't oh, want to mess with him. That swing he threw, huge. I like that scared me. Oh, see, he, he's the biggest and strongest dude. I think I've, I've, I've seen he he's huge. And, so that pitcher wanted to, you know, pick a fight with him. I don't know what he was thinking, picking a fight with with big Tyreek Reed. But uh, 
Yeah, that, that thing got crazy. I saw the video. I actually, so I, yesterday was my off day. And so I walked into the clubhouse to, you know, grab a snack, go to the bathroom. And, and one of the guys was in the, the locker room. I think it was our, one of our trainers, I think it was. I can't remember who showed me. And he's got the video on, the, on his phone. He's like, look at this. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was blown away. <laughs> well, have you ever, so the logical question is, have you ever gotten a bench clearing brawl? No, never. Ooh, look at you. Never. Yeah. So, I mean, the closest we ever got was after a game. There was some, some words being said, but. Ooh, parking lot? Uh, Handshake yeah, line? Across, across, across the field at Louisville's, just like across the mound after a game. But other than that, no. Oh, man. Well, that was, that was, that was something else. All right. Um, you picked a click. Your guy that you're like, okay, man, he's he he deserves some props here because that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to yeah. build up, like because uh, we don't get a chance to. We don't get it. I have yet to come down to Greenville, although we probably we should do a remote from down there, Coop. Right? Correct. I, hey, I would be down. I would like one of my things is I want to go to like a bunch of minor league parks right, just well, because they they have fun with it. There's only one that we need to go to. And that's Greenville. Greenville. And by, by nice, the way, nice by the way, Alex, uh, if you can manage it. Coop has secured us a house in Cooperstown for the, the ceremony there. You are welcome to go with all your friends. My, my deposit on this Airbnb is just going to get revoked because you're inviting everyone. <laughs> uh, all right. Who we got? Who do you got? Who's, who are we building up? Uh, Raffaella. Sadan Raffaella. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you said fire. him. He's on fire. He, yeah. He's 5'10", 150 pounds, and he – hits the ball so hard and so far it doesn't make any sense and he's just been on fire lately i mean everyone looks at his his offensive stats and what he does at the plate which is ridiculous but you know they forget he's uh you know gold glove center fielder gold glove shortstop and he, he makes every play of the field look routine and it's like some balls that you know average outfielders can't even get to you know it's a double in the gap you know, he's camped underneath the catch in this ball. It, it's just fun watching him play. Um, he plays with such like a swagger, um, confidence. Not, it's, it's confidence, not cocky. And he, he's just fun to talk to and, and just watch him do his thing. Um, he, he's, he's, he's been fun to watch so did, far. Did, um, did you see that in spring training? Yeah. Was he in the camp? Was he in the, like, the January thing? Yeah. Yeah, he was there too. So you saw it like from the get go. Yeah, yeah. So I saw it right away. And he, I mean, spring training, I think he hit like what eight or nine home runs in spring training. Yeah. He had like three in one game. <laughs> he's he's just he's a monster. He played and yeah, I've, it, he actually he played in a lot of the major league games, much like yeah, himself. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's legit. That's a good one. When you see someone like that going off, are you kind of just like counting down the days until he gets moved up or is yeah, like, we all we all mess with them. We're like, yeah, it's fun playing with the wild. Yeah, like, it's like, like, hey, like this that. has been nice, but see you later. Yeah, yeah, we're like, you know, we'll miss you. Don't forget about us. Type, yeah, type stuff like that. Hey, I mean, only a matter of time. So you you're getting bumped up, right? No, yeah, well, yeah, listen, yeah, you're you're, you're playing it. You're playing it perfectly. You don't want to go to Portland, Maine until it gets a little warmer. So let's go. Exactly. All right. <laughs> yeah. so, um. All right. Well. Well. Great stuff. Uh, as always, Alex, and uh, big doings with the uh, big doings with the social media coming up, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta 
can't can't jump the gun too quick because we gotta you know find the right TikTok, find the right you know sound, the right music. Have right, you have you gotta hit the algorithm and, right? And I want you to be honest. I've been, I've been doing my scouting. You know, when okay. I went to bed at night, watch TikToks. It's like, all right, that that could be an option. You know. Is that is that homework or is that just more so I got to kill time because I'm still wired on like four Red Bulls? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just killing time before, before my body relaxes. Uh, have you, and you, you can be honest because this is all about honesty, have you broached it with anybody who potentially could be in it? Like, have you exchanged ideas with anybody? Oh, yeah, yeah. I talked to McDonough about it. Okay. Uh, Nick York. So those two will be in it. Okay. So. All right. They got their T-shirts, baseball. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to hand it out uh, today. All right. Excellent. It's what a day it is. What a day. Yeah. Big day. Big day. Big day. Big day. Big happenings. Listen, uh, I want you to go right back to sleep. You still have uh, you still have about 45 minutes before your roommate wakes up. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, But Alex, man, uh, thanks for thanks for being uh, such an important part of this whole podcast. Um, And it's, it's been a lot of fun following you every single day. And so even on those tough days, you just know, you know, Coop has your back. So there you go. That's Put right. it on the t-shirts. Hey, if, any, right. if anyone plunks you or if you if you take a pitch and someone gets upset and you need you need someone to have your back on that, I'll come down. I'll be your David Hamilton. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> words, That's awesome. words that I never thought you ever say. I'd be your David Hamilton. So there First flight awesome. down to, uh, to Greenville. I got you. <laughs> All right. Next up is Tyler Danish. As we talked about, an inspirational story. He has a tattoo on his arm. Dreams come true. He got in 2016, uh, and since then it's been a roller coaster for him. But he talks a lot about how he's overcome a lot of adversity in his life, a fork in the road that his wife presented him, uh, the death of, death of his dad, which obviously was a, a huge hit for him and something he had to overcome. And, and he talks a lot about how he overcame that and how the memory of his dad still still follows him around today, all the way up until his great debut at Fenway Park and member of the Red Sox. So he was a good guy to talk to, um, not only because he pitched well the other day, uh, could be a, a big part of the bullpen throughout the 2022 season for the Red Sox, a fine, a guy who pitched in the White Sox organization, but also just a reminder that, you know, that, that sometimes it's just not a straight line to from big-time high school player to Major League Baseball player, and I think Tyler Danish points that out in this podcast. Dreams come true. Yeah. Um, so uh, when you know, all the different avenues and, and paths that you've been through, like you have a night like last night, like is that like because I would imagine when we talked in spring training, it was like, oh man, yeah. I don't know if dreams do. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I mean it was like I said, it was a special night for me. Um, you know, just to get back, um, just to stand on the mound in Fenway and, you know, pitch like that. Um, I think it just shows and, you know, all the work I put through and went through. And, you know, this game, like I said, uh, it gives you ups and downs. And last night was for sure a big, you know, up for me. Um, but now you just continue, it, you know, and it brings me confidence to know that, you know, everything I I did and the work I put in, you know, now plays at this level. And, and just got to continue it and, and be as consistent as I can with it. How tough was it when we talked to you at the end of spring training? You know, that, that, was, that was sort of, you were sort of waiting, 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 waiting for the, you know, the Robles situation to see what, what was going on there, and then boom. I mean, it was great that you got to put on the 40, man. Right. But, you know, how tough was that? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously I wanted to make the team, um, but I didn't. And, uh, you know, what I've learned in this game, especially over my past four years trying to fight back, is always be where your feet are. Uh, you know, I've, I went to Luther and I knew that the only way to get back was to continue to pitch well. And if I was upset or, you know, wanted to dwell on the past or not make the team, then it, honestly it probably... I don't maybe get this situation again. Um, so for me, I just try and you know just be where my feet are, um, continue day by day, and just you know when my time comes to be ready, whenever that time is. So, what is the thing that allows you to do what you did last night? Like, so in other words, you know, if someone saw saw you pitch last night, you're like, oh well, he's a closer in the major league <laughs> baseball, right? Yeah. Instead of like the guy you know like who was an independent league and going through all the. So what is the thing that what, is there a difference, or is there a, a pitch, or is there something you changed that's like, okay, this is working for me, this is why I'm as good as I am right now? Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, the work just, obviously the mechanics were bad, so the stuff plays up a little better now, but I, I think a lot of my uh, you know, last night was just the belief in what I knew and what I'm doing and having confidence in myself to that I belong here now. Um, I think when I first got up early on, uh, I struggled to find that, um, and I think if you talk to a lot of guys their first time up, that's the hardest thing is trying to you know get your feet underneath you in the big leagues and believe that you belong there. Um, and so I told myself over these last four years that the work I'm going to put in, and once I get back, that no matter what, I'm going to believe in myself, good or bad. Um, so I think for a lot of it is just the belief and confidence in myself and what I'm doing now. And you said you get the tattoo in 2016, right? Yeah. Yeah, my, when I made my debut on um, that offseason, I got it, and uh, it's crazy. It just keeps coming back to fruition every single time. You know, I think about it. Um, my mom hates it, but, uh, you know. Why, why is she hating it? She's not a tattoo person. Well, I mean, like, you have more than just that tattoo, so. Yeah, after I turned uh, 18, I just kind of, I just did it. I hear about it all the time, but, yeah, she's not a big fan of it. Can you remind me of what, what the first tattoo you had? Uh, so I got this one on my shoulder. Uh, my dad passed away when I was 16. Okay. Uh, so it's kind of like a little... It's a baseball and a baseball cross. Baseball across yeah, like yeah. up in heaven. Um, so it's kind of the... That's where I got the game from was my, my dad. So it's kind of like a tribute to him. That, you know, connected to baseball even though he's not here. So. Do you think about him a lot still? Or Oh, yeah. I mean, really? he was my best friend growing up. Uh, it was a hard time, especially, you know, being a sophomore in high school. having to go through all that. Um, but again, it's one of those lessons I've been through in life that has made me stronger and better person to go through something like that. And you know, now I just continue trying to be the best I can every single day. How different? And this is a this is a campy cliche question, mm. but how different are you now than like even like five years ago, like or even when you graduated high school or whatever? A uh, whole different person. Um, you know, you you go through life. And you have ups and downs and struggles, not even just in baseball, but just in life in general. And I think uh, there's lessons to be learned at every mistake. Um, and I've tried to be the best I can to when there is a mistake or something goes wrong to, to try and find positives and to make sure the next time it happens that we don't let it get to there or, you know, I, I get to it before it even happens. Um, so I, I try to be a better person every single day try to be a better player every single day and try and learn as much as I can. Uh, so from 
when I came out of high school and got drafted at 18 years old and was a, a child in a, a man's game to now like to where I understand how how to go about it every day you know and how to take care of yourself off the field and you know all that so it's I'm a whole different person are you so tell me something you did stupid <laughs> oh, man, back when I was 18 for example like today's game I'd be up till 4 a.m. and I'd wake up at Eight, come to the ballpark of red eyes and you know in seven o'clock games I'd sleep till two o'clock and I just just being a kid and you know probably not eating the best off the field and not you know getting all the nutrition and stuff that I need to, to be ready every single did, did somebody grab you and shake you and, and uh, yeah the game of baseball <laughs> so when I went through that stretch in 18, I was 20, 24 years old, 23, so I was still a kid, still trying to learn, and I think that was a big eye-opener for me. I realized I needed to make a huge change or my career is going to be done. Um, so uh, my wife also, she let me know about it. What's her name? We want to give her credit. Uh, Nicolette. Okay, so, Nicolette. All right. Yeah, she, uh, she got on me, and... You know, we just had a, a conversation, and ever since then, no, it's been different. And so, a lot of my success, obviously, I credit to her and how, you know, she got me back on the right track, uh, especially on the days that I was down and just didn't know what was next for me. She continued to push me and, and to continue to try and be, you know, a better person every single day. And there's a lot of people I have to thank, but she's definitely one of me. Was there a, like a hard, like, do you remember, like you said, there's a hard conversation? Do you remember sometimes? There is that one hard conversation. Was yeah. there? Was there one? Yeah, it was one of, you know, it was more of like you need to figure out what you're gonna do. It's either gonna be baseball or you're gonna figure out what. You're and this is do. when, like, this is off season of 2019. Okay. Um, I was in indie ball. I didn't pitch well. Um, I didn't pitch well in Seattle that whole year. I did not pitch well, and I just got home and. We had a conversation and she said, look, you got to figure out what you're going to do. It's either going to be baseball and you need to be 100% or you're going to have to start looking to go go back to school and do all these other things and you're going to have to be 100% in that. So you need to make a choice. And that was a conversation that I was like, you're right. You know, like it just hit. It just hit, hit, right? Yeah, I started realizing like I don't want to do anything else but play baseball. And you're 100% right. If I continue on the path I'm on, I'm not going to play baseball. so that conversation was like the eye-opener that kind of started everything and since then it's been just flowing along i mean and like you said what time did you go to bed last night uh last night was a little hard yeah, that was hard you're you're pretty jacked i would up. say midnight 12 30. yes so, there you go yeah i'm better i'm good, I'm good. So. <laughs> i mean you've been also seeing I mean, you had seen chris before you know like you had seen these guys so probably that helps right it's yeah. one thing like no knock on the indie ball guys right but you know you see guys like that sale or whoever and you're like oh man this is how it's done right? Right. yeah i mean you you try and learn from guys that have been in this league for a very long time and had success you try and, and study them from far away from even asking them questions of how they feel about certain things so you know for me i had sale in, in chicago i was with the i you know i saw him when i came up and i probably didn't use to use him to my best ability that i could have um, but now, like, watching everyone and how they do it from the broad, like, that's where I kind of take little things that I like that they do, and, but also at the same time try to do myself and find things that I like to do or how I prepare for something that might be different than someone else. But you still just, like, I just, I've learned, like I said, going through the years of 
being in different places, right. being in different, you know, I've seen a Is lot there a thing, things. like a tangible thing that, you know, there's probably a lot of things you did, like eat, except eating right, sleeping well, whatever. Is there anything else that you're like, I've really picked up this habit, a good habit, and like, it's really helped me? Um, for me also, I think waking up in the morning, so usually like 7 o'clock game, I'll get up at 9 and I like to move around. Like now I move around. Before, I'll wake up at 10, 10, 30, lay in the bed till 1, go eat lunch, then come to the field. Yeah. You know, now it's like get up, get moving, get the mind right, kind of stay off the phone in the morning. Like I'll call my wife, but then I'll walk around whatever city I'm in, find some coffee, sit down for 10 minutes, and just kind of get the mind started for the day. Um, and for me, it's always, it's allowed me to like, one, be more attentive when I show up to the field and so not just, oh, I just got out of bed, you know, lazy. When I get here, I'm ready to work and my mind started and, you know, it's just conquer today. Right. And then we'll, we'll get tomorrow going when I wake up the next day. And just like to go back, I, I wouldn't imagine I know the question or the answer to this question, but, you know, the, the toughest time for you, like the toughest, like, I mean, your dad dying is probably right. the toughest time. Yeah, that was for sure one of the hardest things that I went through. Um, just being so young and, you know, in the age of growing up and, like, you lose your best friend, your father, and then you have to you have to grow up and be a man. Um, because my mom was a single mom then. We were, we were struggling to make ends meet. Um, but at the same time, it, it, you know, it, it strengthened me to be, there's going to be tough times in life and it's some stuff that you can't control. But if you can try and be the best person and continue to work through it, like eventually, you take those those hard times and it just motivates you to be even better. Did you almost quit at any point? No. Um, so that was the one thing about it is like when he passed away, I took all the hurt and, and pain and put it into sports um, and just continued to try and get better and get better because instead of dwelling on it, like I'm, I'm a very like, don't show a lot of emotion. I'll kind of keep it to myself. But I use the, the struggles and kind of like the pain to like kind of continue to push myself, even though it's quiet about it. So for me, I just use the pain to continue on and be as best as I could. Last thing is when you have the outing at Fenway Park, right? And you have like that success and everything. And like you said, like you're jacked up and you know. Every- but is there something that you think? I mean, is it is it sort of cliche and and sappy to think, hey, listen, I can soak in this moment? I mean, who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, you like, were you able to do that? At all? Um, for me, like, I, I did soak it in uh, after the second inning, sitting there and just being like, wow, you know, I just pitched two innings a thin way. And, um, but at the same time, like this is uh, this is one of my goals was to get back. But now I've got conquered that goal. And now the next goal is to try and continue to stay here as long as I can and, and continue to pitch. You know, whenever they ask me to pitch, um, and uh, the only way to do that is take it day by day. And so last night I got to enjoy it, but I try and once I wake up the next day, it's in the past, and we're going to be on to the next one. All right, thanks, to Alex Benellis. Tyler Danish, and of course, our guy Coop. Want everyone to subscribe to The Bradfield Show. We're on Spotify now, so there's no excuses. No excuses not to follow along. We'll keep them cranking out. Uh, appreciate it once again. Everybody who's listening, everyone supporting. Go to Bradfield Show Twitter account, social media. Uh, we're having a lot of fun, man. It's just a lot of fun talking to these guys, getting good stories, chopping it up. Whatever it is, you know, it comes in a lot of different forms and it's going to be the same next week and the week after and the week after. We're knee deep in it and I hope everyone's enjoying it. Okay, so follow along. Brad Fo Show. Talk to you later.